Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls to get access to all of our bonus content. And offline last week, we were discussing what we're going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Did we ever come to a consensus of what we're going to do for movie serials next? I thought we were doing Stay Close. Oh, okay. The new Netflix. That's right. Which one of our dwarves is in it. Oh. So we'll get to that. Did you already Netflix. watch it? No, but when I was oh, when I was looking it. at the dwarfs and what they've done, got it. one of okay. them was in there. Uh, so if you're interested and you want to read the book first, uh, it's Stay Close, written by Harlan Coben. Um, and like Hannah said, it just recently premiered on Netflix. So and that'll be coming soon. thriller, right? Yeah, I think it's like mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I've never read a Harlan Coben book, even though mm-hmm. he or she is everywhere. I was going to say, I like the name. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, like, author name. Yeah, right. Anyway, (laughs) this week on the podcast, we are covering The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. And I have titled this one, Bros Before Gold. (laughs) Doesn't really roll off the tongue that well, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Just as a recap, the book was originally published September 21st, 1937, and it's written by J.R.R. Tolkien. It has a 4.3 out of 5 on Goodreads, and it's 310 pages. And the movie came out in 2014, uh, still PG-13 adventure fantasy, and it was two hours and 24 minutes long, making it the shortest running movie in the Middle Earth series. So between The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit was the shortest. Thank goodness. And because I know you're (laughs) curious and you know I love the numbers, we have spent a total of 1,302 minutes Equaling 17 hours and 12 minutes watching this entire series. Wow. And to think I've already done that with Lord of the Rings. Like, I've already watched these movies right. before. <laughs> so it's a lot of hours we're it never going to get back. It is. Well, now I feel bad for not telling you how many hours we spent reading this book. Yeah, it's fine. These books. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so the IMDb synopsis reads, Bilbo and company are forced to engage in a war against an array of combatants and keep the Lonely Mountain from falling into the hands of a rising darkness. Dun, dun, dun. Combatants. You don't hear that word every often, no, very like often. It. I like it. <laughs> uh, so some interesting facts. Uh, we're obviously, like we mentioned in the last couple episodes, we're going to do like a culmination of a comparison between this franchise and the Harry Potter franchise. So for the book purposes, uh, so Lord of the Rings books, so the three, or I guess one, if you're reading the version we read, as a whole uh, has made $2.25 billion in sales, uh, mm-hmm. roughly equating to about 150 million copies sold. <clears throat> The Hobbit uh, has only sold 100 million copies, uh, which roughly, and this is my math, which is terrible, uh, comes out to about 1.5 billion. So as a whole, together, the books for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit has made $3.7 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comparison, which you got to put a caveat on it because there are seven books in the Harry Potter series. True. Um, that, and none of them are combined into, I mean, except for the last one. Yes. Like, they're all separate books. Correct, yes. Uh, the Harry Potter franchise uh, for books has uh, grossed a total of $7.7 billion, which roughly comes out to about 500 million copies sold. That's wild. So, I mean... That one's a little bit harder to compare and contrast because the numbers of, 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 of books. And I mean, technically, if, you, if, you're com- if you're combining Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, it's only six to seven. Six okay. books to seven. So, Te- oh, no, sorry, that's four. Sorry, no, four yeah. books to seven. Yeah, My bad. and technically, so think about it. 
I bought my version of Lord of the Rings. I think the the list price is thirty five dollars, mm-hmm. and you get all three books. I mean, each Harry Potter book lists at what the big ones are probably twenty five to thirty True. bucks for True. one. Well, and you have to also think. Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit came back or came out a long time ago. True. When prices were probably much less, you know, expensive at that time. So, well, and now Harry Potter has like, I mean, I was at Barnes and Noble the other day. There's like six different versions you can buy in terms of like the illustrated (laughs) copies and like the off, off type shoots. And again, if I do the math incorrectly, feel free to email us and let me know. This was a totally like a Wikipedia search that I did quickly <laughs> just to get the numbers. So those are the numbers for the books. So this movie had the lowest scoring Rotten Tomatoes of all of them. Really? Okay. 59%, which is not good. Not good. At all. Uh, so the budget for this movie, the last movie in the Hobbit series, the budget was $250 million, um, and it ended up grossing nine. Nine, almost a billion. It was like nine, six or something Mm -hmm. uh, million dollars. And it's crazy to think that clearly people did not like this movie and it still made that (laughs) much money. It's crazy to think Um, these budgets for the Hobbit movie are crazy. Yeah. The fact I think each each movie was like over 200 million dollars in budget, which is almost double of what the Lord of the Rings was. Right. So that really ate into the profits, I'm sure. Well, and like we talked about this in the last episode, there are quite more quite a few more scenes in the, this series where you can clearly see it's CGI. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, there's a lot of digital uh components of it whereas right. lord of the rings he really tried to stay true to just you know right. natural setting so that probably had a lot to do with it right so i will follow in your suit here and we'll talk the compare and contrast of the harry potter movies versus the lord of the rings and the hobbit together so we will see them as a whole together yes. the middle earth series as you, <laughs> yeah. as we can call it um again we'll remember there's only six lord of the rings slash hobbit movies yes and there are Eight Harry Potter movies. Correct. So you got to take that into consideration. <laughs> so Harry Potter of all eight movies raised, raised, um, <laughs> grossed $7.7 billion, which is crazy. It is. Um, the first three movies uh, grossed $2.6 So those ones were, I would say almost, so not quite half. So people not quite seem half. to like well and. Ones. To your point, there's still four additional movies after that's that. True. So. That's true. That's true. So, The Hobbit made $3 billion. Lord of the Rings, 2.9. So, they really made just about the same mm-hmm. amount. Um, so, they grossed $5.9 billion. So, what is that? Almost $2 billion? Roughly. Almost $2 billion less than yeah. the Harry Potter movies. Well, it's interesting that you bring it up that, you know, the Lord of the Rings three movies made 2.9 billion. So if you're comparing just the first three Mm -hmm. uh, Harry Potters to Lord of the Rings, technically Lord of the Rings wins by about 300,000. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard because like you said, there's, there's more of Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. um, but we just wanted to give kind of a comparison considering how much similarity a lot of people Uh have, have, you know, find in these movies and these books. It's crazy. Plus 
I mean, ticket prices for movies have gone up since all of these Fact. have started. So. Well, I'm sure these are both these franchises are accruing money as we speak. So who knows in 10 years what these numbers will look like? No one is going hungry in either of these camps. Not at all. <laughs> and we have contributed to these numbers. 100%. <laughs> so some fun facts about The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. They actually were only nominated for one Oscar in sound editing. And it was the only movie in the Middle Earth saga to earn... To do not earn an Academy nomination for visual effects, hmm, which was interesting because I would say it's probably it's pretty similar to the last couple movies yeah. that did get nominated for that. So true. Not sure what happened. I guess people just really didn't like. Again, personally, I have enjoyed these Hobbit movies way more than the, the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and the Lord of the Rings trilogy is so decorated with awards yeah it's crazy i will say though you just recently watched lord of the rings right true if you had been like you know watching as these movies were coming out and were in like the yeah. you know you probably would have enjoyed yeah, them more. maybe uh so sadly though um this movie is featuring the legendary obviously sir christopher lee who plays saruman mm-hmm. the white um this was when he completed this film it was released right before his passing in 2015 at the age of 93 years wow. old so he did get to see it come Premier? out yeah cool. so um but he didn't look that i mean he didn't look that old in these no. movies i would have never guessed he was in his 90s that's impressive right <laughs> crazy uh several cast members ended up keeping props from the movie um when they wrapped uh bilbo baggins martin or er, martin freeman um kept his sword and his prosthetic ears <laughs> um richard armitage kept the original um or Orcris sword. And then uh, Lee Pace, who plays um, the Elven King, he ended up keeping his umbrella, or no, he kept his sword and keeps it in his umbrella stand at his house. <laughs> that seems like a good place to uh, keep it, I guess. I mean, why not, right? <laughs> at the ready, whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only movie in the Hobbit trilogy, as well as the Lord of the Rings trilogy, where you actually see Legolas blink normally. <laughs> Um, in the rest of the movies, he only blinks when he is surprised or injured. Did so, he just forget? Or I think he's probably just over it. Yeah. He was like, I'm not even supposed to be in this story. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? And Fact. I'm old. Like, Fact. let's move on. That's funny. Um, lastly, if you remember in our Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, we talked about Billy Boyd, who uh, plays the character of Pippin. Mm-hmm. And there is, I think it is in Return of the King where he sings. Yes. Um, well, he, that really was his voice and he actually co-wrote and performed the song of the last goodbye that is in the end credits of this movie. Well, isn't that just fabulous? He's very just, you know, talented in so many ways. Multifaceted. So I promised you I would talk about the dwarves here. (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And a lot of them don't have a lot going on, but there, so I need to read off all of their names. Okay. Um, we have Balin, Dwalin, Bifor. Bofer. Bomber. I think it's Biffer. Bomber. No, there's a Biffer and a Bofer. No, I know. You said by four. <laughs> oh, by four. Biffer. Whatever. Uh, Bomber. Feely. Killy. Oin. Gloin. Nori. Dory. And Ori. Love them all. Love them all. Uh, I thought you were going to start saying the, the dwarves from... I know. Can you name all the dwarves from the, the seven Someone dwarves? has actually asked me this before. <laughs> I can try. My well, let's see it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to fail miserably. Um, we've got Dopey. Mm-hmm. 
Um, grumpy. Two. Happy. Three. Uh, sleepy. Yep. <laughs> Got three more. Oh my god. That's, I don't know. That's bashful. All oh yeah, bashful. Dancer, prancer. Okay. <laughs> did you say grumpy? I did say grumpy. Of course. Um, I am grumpy. <laughs> let's see. Who else did you miss? Now I gotta look it up. <laughs> I thought you would just have them, you know, in your brain. Well, it's hard when you say it now. I'm like, did she say that? Not in now? the right order. Is there a song mm-hmm. that I should know? No. Oh. Um. Oh. Yeah. You missed Doc. Oh, yeah. And Sneezy. Sneezy. How can I forget Sneezy? No one remembers Doc. I feel like Doc is so just I know. Doesn't random. sound like a dwarf name. No. Um, so Balin is played by Ken Scott. Not a lot going on. Dwalin is played by Graham uh, McTavish. He's actually been in quite a few things. He was in the series um, Lucifer, Preacher, Outlander, The Witcher, and was also an Aquaman. So okay. a lot of things. Uh, Biffer, William Kutcher. Not a lot going on. <laughs> Bofer, however, played by James Nesbitt, which is one of my favorite names. Why? Uh, because in Toy Story, Buzz, when he gets all dressed up, <laughs> when the little girl takes him and uh-huh. makes a little tea party, mm-hmm. he becomes Mrs. Nesbitt. Oh, that's right. And is one that's of my right, favorite yes. like Disney alter, alter egos ever. <laughs> <clears throat> he is who we will see in Stay Close. Don't ah, know who okay. his character is. Um, he is actually in... Uh, he was in all three movies, obviously, of The Hobbit, and has two daughters who played Bard's daughters in the second and third movies. Oh. So I was going to take the time to get all of their heights, but I didn't get that far. But I mean, they're, they're all they're, regular, right? Yeah, yeah. Normal size, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bomber is played by Stephen Hunter. Feely uh, is played by Dean Orgorman. Keeley... That's who everyone cares about anyway. Right. Is played by Aiden Turner. Nothing. What? Yeah. Crazy, though, because he's super attractive. He's a very yeah. cute guy. Good actor. Huh. But I think we all fell in love with him because of this love story they added for no reason. No, of all of them, he's the only good-looking one. I, I mean, know. with the exception of Thorin, but he's just a grump. So. I know. <laughs> um, Oin is played by John Callen. Gloin, who is Gimli's dad, mm-hmm. um, played by Peter Hamilton. Which they should, I feel like they should have just had, what's his name? Literally. Play, the guy who played Gimli. Yeah. It would have made way more sense. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Nori played by Jed uh, Brophy. Dory played by Mark Madlow. And Ori played by Adam Brown. Um, I also need None to- of these names sound familiar None whatsoever. at all. Um, I do need to make a retraction from oh. the last one, the okay. last movie, because we talked about Bard. Uh-huh. And in the episode, we talked about how he was a made-up character for the movie, and he actually comes into play the well, last part of the book. Well, in your defense, you didn't know because you I hadn't read that far yet, right? And I thought about that. I thought about that when we were when I was reading part three or yeah. the last part so of the book. So he is in the book. Yes, and he we'll just talk about doesn't it. have as big of a role as right. he does in the book as in the movie. Yeah. Um, so there's our characters. I that's it? Them. Those are all the... I mean, that's... We didn't... I mean, we met... What, who You're not we, giving me much to work with, Ralph Mary Kill. I mean, we met Thorin's, you know, cousin Dane, Diane, or whatever his name is. Um, I will say, with the exception of Thorin, Glowin, and Keely... Glowin? Gloin. 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 Gloin? I think it's Glowin. No, because it's Oin Gloin. Oin and Gloin. 
I think it's Owen and Glennon, but it's fine. Uh, um, according to my <laughs> uh, audiobook, it's Oin and Gloin. Okay, but did Andy Serkis um, do your audiobook? It's O-I-N. Oin. Oin. Owen. Whatever. Anyway. It's not Owen. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's all semantics. Mm-hmm. Um, no, with the exception of those three, I can't even tell you who's who when it comes to their names. Can you, like, mm-hmm. can you pick them out of a lineup? Uh... You said those are the ones you can't. He, you I can't. can. I can't do anybody else. Oh, I could do. I could definitely do Feely and Keely, and then Ori is the one who has like the crazy hair, like the star uh, hair. Oh, okay. And maybe Balin. Isn't Balin like the main one? He's the the old second in guy. command. And then Gloin oh, is see? Gimli's I, dad. Yeah, I know Glow. Gloin. <laughs> Glowing, glowing, whatever. Anyway, glowing. let's get to, to to who said it. Um, You're not gonna let me pick. I haven't done if Mary kill yet. Oh, okay. Who said it comes first? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your first quote is: "This is the Arkenstone of Thrain, the heart of the mountain, and it is also the heart of Thorin. He values it above a river of gold." Bilbo. Yes. Next one. Farewell, good thief. I go now to the halls of waiting to sit beside my fathers until the world is renewed. Thorin. Mm-hmm. Last but not least. I was pretty mad about that scene. Yeah, well, you know, that is what it is. Uh, <laughs> last one is, you are a very fine person, Mr. Baggins, and I am very fond of you, but you are only quite a little fellow in a wide world after all. Gandalf? Mm, yes. Wow. Good job. I think that one's like part, partly in the movie. So like that one's kind Can of the gimme. Can you give me some credit? Anyway, since you didn't really give me much to work with and the uh, F. Mary Kill who yeah. else was there to talk about? I don't know. So we're just going to pick three random dwarves. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going with the ones that you claim have actually done other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go with Dwalin, okay. Bofur, and Gloin, according to you. <laughs> but those are the ones I don't can't visualize. <laughs> so that's the problem. So it's even more fun. You can yeah. visualize Gloin. Just think, well, of, yeah. think of Gimli. <laughs> I'm going to marry Gloin because... He seems like a strong guy, mm-hmm. and he loves family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bofur, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a vending machine. You just don't know what you're gonna get. I know. Um, <laughs> but I will lock myself in the castle with Bofur because it's played by James Nesbitt, <laughs> and I guess I'll qu- kill Dwalin. Since I don't know who any of these are, I'm just going to agree with Great. you. <laughs> Great. Great. Moving on. You could have picked Keeley. We love Keeley. Well, but you said he doesn't, he hasn't done anything. That's fine. And he also that would have been an easy pick. He did enough. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> All right. So for the very last time, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, Into the Middle Earth. Um, so we left off last movie was with basically Bilbo saying, what have we done? And Mm -hmm. the dragon is like headed toward Lake town. Yes. So that's exactly where this movie picks up. Mm -hmm. And we see Lake town completely panicking because smog arrives. Here's my thing. It was so funny. I think in the book, they like aren't sure where he's going, where smog is. Yes. They have no idea where he's going. I'm like, how far away is Lake Town? Like, it's just so, like, funny because you can see Lake Town from the mountain mm-hmm. and, like, it takes Smog like, five seconds to get there. Fact. Like, here, it's like, where's he going? Like, in the book, like, you just, it's so, like, the timeline is so different. Correct. Um, but we see that 
Bard at the po- this point, he was like still captured because they were holding him hostage. He manages to escape from his cell as the town is like under fire or whatever. Uh, so yeah, so Bard, we know in the movie, he was here before he told us the whole mm-hmm. backstory about his family and how they almost killed the dragon the last time. So you know where it's going. Right. Um, in the movie, we see the hobbits can watch. They're watching, you know, as Lake Town is being completely destroyed. Right. Did you get like super excited when Bard was introduced in the book? Were you like, oh my God, he's yeah, like, actually here he a character. Is, but he also like didn't, I don't think he'd get his due diligence, due diligence. <laughs> Due diligence. Due diligence, yes. In the book. <laughs> I agree. such an afterthought. So if you started the book at chapter 14, like I mm. did, it basically starts the same way that the movie does. Yeah. In, in the sense that, you know, the narrator says, okay, like, let's go find out where Smog actually ended up going, which yeah. it is Lake Town. And yeah, to your point, Bard is basically just like randomly introduced in the book, mm-hmm. like this, this character who lives in Lake Town, yeah. who, you know, and he does, he does help you know, destroy smog, but it's so like underplayed and like, just like under the radar as opposed to the movie, which is like, makes it such a big deal, especially like bringing in his son into the scene. as Well, well. and I I mean, maybe because the whole book is supposed to be from Bilbo's point of view. It's not though, because it has a narrator. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? It's technically third person. Yeah, that's true. But so anyways, we see that Bard is trying to shoot at smog, not working because he has these scales of iron or whatever. And these flimsy arrows. I was like, that's not going to hurt anybody. Like not even going to kill an orc at this point. (laughs) And, but so Bard's son actually ends up instead of like fleeing with his family, he ends up helping his dad and he finds the big black arrow that they know can help destroy the dragon. And they go onto this like big clock tower thing. They end up hitting smog right in his little like black spot where, you know, which will kill him. And he like spirals up into the air and then falls into the ocean. Right on top of the town's like yeah. mayor or whoever yeah. he is. Yeah, <laughs> which is exactly. Great. Um, in the book, he actually gets away. The mayor does. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of cool in the book, which was kind of eerie, which they didn't, you know, they never went back to in the movie, is in the book they talk about how, you know, they ended up rebuilding Lake Town mm-hmm. to kind of what it was, but no one would ever like they would never go over the spot where the dragon supposedly sank and right. died. That that was kind of like the cursed, yeah, cursed area. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that's just kind of like an eerie thing that they never went back to in, in the movie. Uh, we need we now see that um, Gandalf is still locked up by the necromancer. Hold on. I want to stop you there. Yes. Cause there's a scene very brief in the movie where they mentioned that the Ravens of Erebor have started to come back to oh, yeah. the town or whatever. The reason I bring it up is because there's a scene in the book where the ravens are actually the ones that come and tell Thorin and the others that Smog has died because oh, they don't get a yeah, firsthand look of seeing like what's what's been happening. Um, and actually, when the ravens come and tell them this, Thorin then uses one of the ravens to go send to ask to send help for his cousin Dane, which That's I thought true. was important to that they made that distinction in the book because yeah. in the movie they just show up and you're like. Who are these people? Well, not only who are they, but like, how did he send for help? We never see him do that. It was just Mm -hmm. like he magically knew that they were in in trouble and decided to show up. So I thought that was important to mention. I mean, that's weird because in the movie, you get Gandalf's little butterflies that he sends to the eagles. Yeah. This could have been the same thing. The damn eagles. (laughs) 
Um, so yes, yeah, so like I was saying, Gandalf is locked up by the necromancer still. Uh, so we get a little bit of a scene of that. Uh, now we're back with the Lake Town people, and they've kind of all, you know, floated to shore, the ones that managed to, to survive. Oh, and if you remember, Keely is still there. Mm-hmm. And Keely ends up telling, you know, Tariel that he loves her because she was still there. Um, Legolas blocks them. Big time. <laughs> Big time because he still heard about it. Yeah. Um, but the dwarves all decide that they um, want to leave to join the others. Um, under the mountain. Yes, under the mountain. And we see, you know, since the king died of Lake Town or their leader, uh, they all want Bard to become, you know, the new leader. And he was like, I don't really care. Whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing that, like, I didn't like in the movie at all. They had, like, the mayor king guy, like, his, like, right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was so unnecessary. 100%. And just so, like, they have him look really ugly. So he's not, like visually appealing <laughs> he's not a likable character he's not in the book like it was so like unnecessary you mean you didn't like his cute his little uni- and um, his unibrow well his unibrow listen as someone <laughs> who grew up with a unibrow it's a tough thing to have anyway no i was gonna ask if you didn't like his nice like female getup that he oh, yes. disguise that he uses later in the yeah movie. and it just like was one of those things i'm like this is a filler for some reason we felt this movie had to be you know, at least two hours and 24 yeah. minutes. Well, and I think it was probably their attempt at trying to be like the comedic value of the movie. Cause you don't really get yeah. it otherwise. Yeah. So I don't know. He just keeps popping up. And at this point he's like trying to like be Bard's new best friend right. or whatever. Cause he realizes Bard is like now going to be powerful. Right. Uh, so we now go back to the mountain and we see that Thorin is like not doing okay. He's got this like gold sickness and he's still looking for the Arkenstone because at this point, we know that Bilbo has it, mm-hmm. but Thorin doesn't know that. I felt like in the book, we didn't get as much of like Thorin has this gold sickness as we as we do in the movie. Not at all. They definitely hyped it up in the movie. Um, I, I mean, it is talked about, I think, or at least it's like you, you can tell that like he's still struggling. Like his focus is definitely still to find the Arkenstone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they really ham it up in the movie. And like yeah. that becomes the really um, big like... Uh, what's the word? Aside from the battle, mm-hmm. it becomes like the big pain point in the right. movie. Well, and then now we're back with the lake people again. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And they want to go to the Lonely Mountain to get the gold that they're owed for helping mm-hmm. the dwarves. And they're like, you know, if we go there, they're going to give us the gold that we're owed. And then we'll be able to rebuild our town. Um, Legolas lo- warns them at this time. They're like, cool. Cool. You're going to do that, but there's also a bunch of other people that are going to do that. So, like, good luck to you. (laughs) And then scene to the orcs (laughs) headed to the mountain, which remember uh, from the last two episodes, the orcs are not in the book. Yes, (laughs) we only have goblins and wargs in the book. Um, we also find out here that Tariel again has been banished from the elfin kingdom. So she really has nowhere to go. So she might as well go help these people. Yeah. And Legolas decides to go with her because mm-hmm. he loves her. He loves her. <laughs> uh, we are now back with, um, Gandalf and, uh, Galadriel ends up helping him, uh, escape from the necromancer. We see them surrounded by the nine ghost ring holders, um, Elrond and Sauron come to help him. 
None of this is in the book. Zero. And I, I take it that this is way more to like set up the Lord of the Rings yeah. in a way. Yeah. But like doesn't do anything to this story at no. all. No. Well, and it's like so pointless considering these movies came out after. Right. But I guess for someone who's never watched either, if they decide to watch them chronologically, I guess it would help. I guess. Because <laughs> even at this point, they Radagast comes back mm-hmm. to like help get Gandalf away. Um, Sauron appears... And, like, Galadriel gets, like, super scary. Yeah. Like, really scary. And she, she reminded like, me of, like, the the girl from The Ring. Yeah. And she, like, <laughs> sends him back to the void, to Mordor. Like, it's just really kind of crazy. I mean, at the end of it, it's kind of cool because Saruman is, like, he's, like, okay, you guys go do what you got to do. I'm going to go deal with Sauron and actually destroy him. Which is not, which what, is happens. not what happens. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right. So, like, I get it. Like, yeah. it sets up the other movies, but doesn't do anything for the story. No. We're now back with Thorin and at the Lonely Mountain. And Thorin is threatening, like, everybody at this point, saying, you know, whoever finds the Arkenstone and you don't tell me, like, it's going to be really bad for you. He thinks one of them stole it. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he thinks that somebody's lying to yeah. him. One of the dwarves, not necessarily yes. Bilbo. Um, we now see that the Lake Town people are like, all right, well, let's go to Dale, which if you remember, Dale's the town that Smog destroyed the first go around. Mm-hmm. But it has some shelter, so not a bad idea. Uh, Thorne at this point knows that people are going to start coming. So he's like having the dwarves build up this gate. And again, he's just very like paranoid, yeah. <laughs> which you don't get in the book. Like no. much of it. They do any. build up the gate, though, yeah. in the book, but it's not like as, as big of a deal. Right. <laughs> Uh, the army of elves now show up in Dale because they want their starlight that they were promised mm-hmm. that they would get if the dwarves retook the the mountain as well. Did you notice that in the book it wasn't specifically starlight? Like right. they just, I don't know, they just wanted money and I think eventually they ended mm-hmm. up giving them some gems, but they weren't the specific ones that they yeah. like make such a point to mention in the movies. Yeah, and maybe that's because the starlight is mentioned in the Lord of the Rings. True, true. I'm not sure. Um, but they end up giving, you know, the people of Lake Town, they give them food and supplies and basically are like, all right, we're here to help you, but we also are trying to get back what's owed to us as well. So Bard and uh, at this point decides like, I'm just going to go talk to Thorin and see if he'll just give it to me. He's like, I'm, I'm like, just going to go reason with him. Like, it's no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't work. Um, and Thorin like turns him away. He's like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Please leave. So at this point, the dwarves start suiting up to like defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, we got to remember there's only four, no, 12 of them at this point. Cause some of the other dwarves. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah. There's not very many of them. And Thorin ends up giving Bilbo the silver sh- uh, shirt that we end up seeing Frodo use mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings. So it's like barely armor that apparently can, pe- you know, keep away spears yeah. and all random. <laughs> so there's more things in this movie that are trying to like. They're Easter eggs. Know, yeah. For the, for the other yeah. movies. Uh, and this point really Thorin at this point really, really thinks that one of the dwarves has the Arkenstone and he's going even crazier. Not a good look for him, no. by the way. <laughs> no. So for some reason, Legolas and Tariel decide to go to this like old fortress to like scope out the scene to see like who's coming. Um, but I was like, again, neither of these two are in the book. So mm-hmm. we needed a purpose for them, I guess. Yeah. Well, what, I forget what it's called, the place that they go to, but it is mentioned in the book so briefly yeah. that it's like not even worth 
bringing it into the conversation. Well, they made it into a whole scene. (laughs) Uh, We see that Gandalf now has made it to Dale and he's there to warn everybody like, look, the orc armies are coming. So like, you need to like, Get ready. Yeah. And actually, at the same time, we see Legolas and Tariel actually see the orc army coming through that old fortress. Well, and when Gandalf is talking about the orc army, he's just talking about the OG one yeah. that's coming from the south or wherever. Yeah. It's coming. They, he doesn't even know about the north army right. that Legolas and uh, Tariel are seeing. <laughs> well, and so now we see Bilbo is leaving the mountain. And it's funny, in the book... We get like a whole like couple pages of how Bilbo leaves the mountain mm-hmm. without without anybody knowing. Yeah, doesn't he like a- agree to take someone's night shift and then <laughs> or night watch yeah. and then he just leaves? And he leaves, <laughs> but we don't get that in the movie. But he goes to Dale and he goes to um, you know the king, the Elfin King, and to Bard, and he's like, "Look, here's this Arkenstone. This is the thing that Thorin really, really wants. All he cares about mm-hmm. getting." So. Here, you use it as a bargaining chip to get what you want. And I was like, well, that is so smart. So smart. And also, like, technically, this is his piece of the, um, you know, treasure or yeah. whatever. And he he's like, willing to give it away. He was like, I've decided that this is my 114. <laughs> so the most important and most valuable piece is, is mine. Yes. Um, he said, I can have a piece. I will take the best one. But hey, he's using it for good, right? Yes, he he's trying to, at least. It's like the, um, the stone... The Nicholas Flamel stone. Yeah. You know, if you use it for good, it's it's yeah. it's good. <laughs> so Gandalf tells him, he's like, all right, this is cool, but like you guys need to go like as soon as possible to try to make this deal. So they show up outside of the gates and they show him the Arkenstone and he like doesn't really care. He thinks it's fake at first. Yeah, he's like, that's <laughs> not real. Trick. <laughs> that's not real. Um, but Bilbo actually shows up and he's like, hey, actually it is real and I'm the one that gave it to them. And so Thorin ends up freaking out on poor mm-hmm. Bilbo. It was nice to see that this does happen basically exactly the same in the book. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like we're actually seeing things <laughs> as they were in the book. Right. And so Thorin, you know, is threatening Bilbo and Gandalf ends up stopping him. And the dwarves end up helping Bilbo escape. So Thorin doesn't kill him. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yes. So basically he says, no deal. You're not getting what you want. You can have the Arkenstone at that point, which, again, makes no sense. Yeah, no. Uh, but again, you got to remember, he has, he's not in his right mind. True. Like, he's been, you know, possessed by the gold, yeah. essentially. He's turning into what his grandpa died, basically. Of. Exactly. And so at this point, we see that the Ironfoot uh, dwarves show up, and that is Diane or Dane, however you want to mm-hmm. pronounce it, a Thorn's cousin. It's like his country of dwarves. I was like, bro, who are these people and where did they come from? But yeah. I guess if I had read the book first, I would have known. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he rides this like pig and it's really funny. <laughs> um, and then, so they kind of start charging to kind of help out the dwarves. And all of a sudden these wereworms pop out of the mountains and then the orcs start flowing through them. Okay. And I know you haven't seen Dune yet, but no. like, I literally was sitting there like, what is this, Dune? Like, if you have it's like seen Tremor. it. It's like Tremors. Which Tremors? Is like, it's an old movie oh. with earthworms. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what those are. But anyway, in Dune, they have these, mm-hmm. like, giant worm gross things mm. that come out of the, the sand. Mm. Um, but I just, I literally, I was like, is this Dune? Am I yeah. watching Dune? <laughs> so. Which doesn't happen in the book either, by the way. No, no, not at all. So the dwarves, you know, hell, or start finding the orcs. 
the elves jump in to help too. Like everyone's now just trying to defend the orcs off, even though they all hate each other at this at this point. And the orcs actually start attacking the city of Dale as well. But Thorne and company are just sitting inside the gates watching it all happen. And I actually hated that like one of the one of the doors comes up to him and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we should help. And he's like, nah. I was yeah, like, excuse he's me. Like, nope, we're good. He's like, actually, we should go further into safety because <sighs> that doesn't seem cool. Right. So, but Dwalin at this point ends up just calling Thorne out on his ish. Mm-hmm. He's like, who the heck are you? Like, right. what are we doing here? So this actually makes Thorin snap out of it, and he's like, okay, you right, man, you right. <laughs> when you write, you write. When you write, you write. That was a weird scene though, where it felt like he was going to be like, you know, I don't know, he was like drowning in the pretend gold and then yeah it was like a weird existential like situation yeah it was very strange yeah in the book he's just basically like yeah we should go help them yeah there was never like this like (laughs) thought that they weren't gonna help them so they decide to fight they blow the horn they smash down the gates and they chant to the king and they go and help them fight basically uh and also the lake town women decide to fight yeah (laughs) you know badasses hashtag me too (laughs) Um, and Thorin at this point, he's like, all right, this is cool. But like, I need to go find the pale orc Azog. Cause that's who, that's who we need to kill. We're, there's too many of them, mm-hmm. but if we cut off the head of the snake, they'll all leave. Basically. So he's like, I gotta go find him. At this point, Legolas and Tariel end up showing up, um, to warn everybody that the orcs from the North are also coming. So, and they are like, oh crap, that's where Thorin just went up to go mm-hmm. to go find the pale orc. So at this point though, um Theandriel, Legolas's dad, is like, mm, I'm out. Like, there's too many of the elves are dying. Yeah. He's like, this is ridiculous. I'm not even getting what I want. Like, can we please go home now? <laughs> and he, he you know, he's like, I'm done helping Thorin. Nothing he's actually the one who brought this on to himself. Like it is what it is. So He's like, I'm not even going to warn Thorin that these guys are coming. So Bilbo's like, all right, well, I'll help out. Like, I'll go find him. Again, remember, there's no pale orc in the book. So, like, this is all brandy new. Actually, I think that's not true. I think they make, like, one mention of it. But it's not Thorin, like, going to find him. No, 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 no. Like, it's it's very much not in this entire, like, realm. They just mention that he's a thing. And I don't even think he's... An orc. I think he's a goblin or something. Yeah. I don't know. Basically, it doesn't make sense in the book. <laughs> so Bilbo's like, cool, I got this fun ring. Um, I'll go up and warn him. I'll get past everyone because I have this ring on. So Tariel at this point ends up threatening the, the Andriel and is like, you're a, you're a punk. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? And then he tries to kill her and Legolas steps in because he loves her. And again, None of this is necessary because neither of these two are in the book. Correct. But here we are. So, because also, I guess I should, I forgot to mention this. When Thorin went up to go try to find the Pale Orc, he took his best dwarves with yes. them. Being, being Feely and Keely and a couple other ones. I think it's Feely, Keely, and Dwalin. Yes. And so Tariel, you know, loves Keely. So she's like, crap, I need to go, you know, that's my man's. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, Bilbo ends up, he makes makes it up to them and is trying to warn them that the pale orc is here and he's he's coming. And the pale orc kills 
feely. Just like in cold blood. He throws him off the cliff and it's so like devastating. Because, I mean, if you remember in Lord of the Rings, we didn't really lose many characters. No, I actually thought about that. I was like, man, we're losing a lot of people in this series. (laughs) Because then at this point, Keely retaliates. And I was like, ooh, this is not going to be good. Uh, And then Thorin comes to help him out as well. Thorin and the Pale Orc fight. Keely and Tariel are fighting this beta orc, basically. <laughs> and beta orc. the beta orc kills Keely. Yeah. And by the way, the beta orc's name is Bolg. Bolg? <laughs> sure. Whatever his He's name the is. second in command. Yeah. Um, in the book, Feely and Keely do die. Yeah. Um, but we don't get a scene of it. We don't know how they die. Well, it's very just brushed over. And I I mean, I was gonna talk about this in a little bit. The reason we don't get it is because it's like the the art like the battle begins and then Then it's over. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Because oh. Bilbo, like, passes out. Oh, yeah. And then we wake up and, and it's the, then it's over. So I get what you're saying about it being from Bilbo's perspective. Because <laughs> technically, if you're writing a book in third person, you can definitely tell more about the battle. If right. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we don't really get any of this battle yeah. in the book at all. But also, like, there's no orcs. There's no Tariel in yeah. the book. So it is what it is. Uh, but she ends up, like, throwing herself off the cliff with the orc. And Legolas comes and you know rescues her and all this stuff whatever i was like i would have rather keely lived but it's fine can i just tell you like the like rational rationalization of my notes it says legolas saves tariel thorin saves legolas legolas saves thorin <laughs> legolas kills balg yeah it's like literally it's like a flow chart and then the freaking eagle show up and then, <laughs> that's literally what my notes say and then the eagles but before the eagles show up Thorin and the Pale Orc actually have this kind of cool fight scene on yeah, the ice. that was cool. And then the freaking eagles show yeah. up, right? And if you remember from Lord of the Rings, if the eagles would have just helped out at the beginning, like, we would have been fine. We wouldn't have even had all of these movies. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, Thorin, so the Pale Orc has this, like, giant, like, ball swinging chain thing. And Thorin actually smartly ends up using it against him and he actually makes him fall into the ice. And you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, he's definitely dead in the ice, floating under the ice. You thought he was definitely no, dead? Definitely okay. Not, you think. <laughs> but no, he's not dead. And so he ends up stabbing Thorin. Well. Yeah. He stabs yeah. him in the foot yes. through the ice, which yes. is kind of cool. Yeah, which is kind of neat. So then he gets out from under the ice and they're fighting back and forth. And. The pale orc looks like he's definitely going to kill Thorin, but he does. Spoiler alert. But he, Thorin basically lets the pale orc stab him so then he can in turn stab the pale orc and kill him. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to kill me? Great. I'll kill you first. Right. We'll kill each other. But I was like, this is so sad. Like, after all of this, Thorin dies. He dies in Bilbo's arm. Okay. Which, de- he dies in the book, but he does not die in Bilbo's arms. No. I mean, Bilbo's there when he dies, but it's not in his arms. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, if we're being, like, realistic, this series is much more realistic in the sense that, like, you lose people. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a battle. The fact that the Lord of the Rings books, we literally never lost anyone, like, super important with the exception of, uh, what's his face in the first one? What's his name? In what? In the first Lord of the Rings. What was his name? The guy who dies at the end? 
Oh, the Ned Stark yeah. from Game of Thrones. That guy. <laughs> um, with the exception of him, I don't feel like we lose anyone like super important. No, no. But also going back to the point with Bilbo, Bilbo doesn't get knocked out. I mean, he kind of gets knocked out, but no. like that's like a huge thing in the book is that yeah. Bilbo gets knocked out and misses the entire battle and wakes yeah. up and it's over. He literally wakes up and he's like, so what happened? Yeah, and Thorne's like dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does get to have like one last conversation like the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, he's not like, they're, I think he's in a hospital bed or something. Yeah. Like basically his last breath and, and Bilbo gets to so, talk to him. So Thorne's dead. Legolas decides he doesn't want to go home. Um, his father, you know, tells him like, okay, like, go ahead and, you know, if you don't want to come home, you should go north and find this young man named Strider. And I was like, what in the world? I was like, how, how does the math work out? I know the age different or whatever. So I Googled it. Oh, yeah. In Lord of the Rings, Aragorn, who is Strider, uh-huh. is 86 years old. Uh, that's how old he's supposed to be. That's inaccurate because he's a man. He's human. So how is he supposed humans, to? Humans age differently in the Middle Earth than they do. They like, do? Yes. I. We, Did we know that? I As of the, because I had questions. So boyfriend Ray Googled it and explained it to me because. So I, what is the, the different? Like, I don't know. Ugh, that can, that, that's confusing. Because they're men, but they age differently. I don't know. What is the water different in Middle Earth? Evidently. <laughs> um, we now see Bilbo is headed home. And at this point. Oh, sorry. Back to that. I just, I do like that. I, that specific yeah. Easter egg. I enjoyed yeah. because it was like, oh yeah, Aragorn. Yeah. Like, Love we him. know who that is. Love him. <laughs> so Bilbo heads home. But at this point, I'm like, who became king? Remember, I hadn't read the book yet. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, so Thorin's dead. Who is now the king of the mountain? What is going on? So if you haven't read the book. His cousin, Dane, ends mm-hmm. up becoming king of Correct. the Lonely Mountain. I was like, must be nice. But must also be like, nice that Thorin did all the work. Right. How come it wasn't any of the dwarves that were with Thorin? Like, shouldn't one of them have gotten... It's called a bloodline, Roche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the bloodline. Yeah. So he is the one that ends up... That's so don't... sad that Thorin had nobody else other than this random cousin that just popped up out of nowhere. But, I mean, he did help in the arm in the also, battle. where are all the dwarf women? Didn't they say something in, like, the first one where they, like, killed them all off? I don't know. These I, don't, I don't know why I feel like that long. was that was said. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so Dane... Well, if Keeley hadn't died, he could have married um, Toriel and they could have had dwarf elf babies. Those would have been fun to look at. Right? <laughs> uh, so we now know that Gandalf knows that Bilbo has the ring. However, he doesn't know at this point that it's the ring. Right. He just thinks it's a ring. Yeah. and Because and there's what? How many rings? Nine. nine? Yeah. And he actually, Bilbo actually tells Gandalf at this point that he lost the ring during the battle. Lies. 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 Um, this does not happen in the book, by the way. No. He's not aware of the ring. But he's back in the Boring Shire. Um, the Boring Shire? That's not nice. If, compared to what he just went through, Listen, it's boring. If I just went through what he just went through, I would have gladly gone back True. to the Shire. So this next part does happen in the mm-hmm. book. He gets he gets home to his little hobbit hole, and they pursue they have presumed that he's dead. Mm-hmm. So they are auctioning off his things. So good. I was like, well, good timing. At least he was able to stop a little bit of it. True. Um, he ends up finding the handkerchief that he, quote unquote, left at home, mm-hmm. and he was about to turn back at the beginning. Also, apparently it's been 13 months. 
Yeah, so it's been a while. I mean, it feels that way in the book because we, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks here, three weeks there, right. whatever. Here, it's been like, you know, a month. Yeah. And it's so funny because like no one <laughs> even cares that he's home. No. They, <laughs> I all. mean, they thought he was dead. Yeah. Um, but then he's back in the Hobbit hole. He takes out the ring and flash forward 60, 60 years, years and the movie ends um, with the map. That Gandalf uses in Lord of the Rings yes. that we see at the beginning it's, of the It's Lord the of day the Rings. that uh, Gandalf comes to visit, yes. right? On yep. his birthday. And that's it. Yeah. The book ends a little bit differently. Um, I don't think we flash forward, obviously, because he hadn't written mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings yet. Uh, but he does. It, it does end with Dwalin and Gandalf coming to visit Bilbo mm-hmm. a little bit. I did like that, out. that they came back yeah, to visit. I did too. Because I was like, um, we need like a nice little, you know, bow, bow at the end mm-hmm. of this lovely story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's it. That's it. We did it. We did it. All right. How did you like this last movie? Uh, I liked it. We didn't um, have much of the book to go off of. We didn't. Uh, and I think for the most part, it does stay true to the events of the book. Uh, definitely much more than part two did. Um, but I think I'm going to go movie um, in this instance, which I think puts my overall, I think, movie over books. I think for all six of these, I chose the movie. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, because well, I hated the Lord of the Rings book, and I really like these movies. Oh, that's so sad. I if, think you. If only we were still keeping track, ones. which we've done terrible at keeping track of what our numbers are be- between books and movies, um, I think my movies would have won. The I was going to say, series. yeah, yeah, they would have put put you in the lead for sure. Wow. <laughs> well, that was quite the journey. Yeah, you could say that. An unexpected journey. <laughs> oh, I see what you did uh-huh. there. Yep. <laughs> but we did it. I'm proud. Of, like We did. I don't, okay, so I don't feel as accomplished as I did after the Harry Potter series. Really? I think it's because there was so many books. That's fair. Um, it would, did take much longer yeah. to do those. Um, I will say, and I actually posted this on my um, stories today on Instagram, I feel accomplished for having read... Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. The Hobbit. I don't technically already seen the movies for Lord of the Rings, but I feel accomplished because these books are tough. all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. They are classics. They are also tough, yes, to your point. I mean, pat, pat, pat yourself on the back, man. We did it. We did it. <laughs> okay, we'll stop giving ourselves kudos. <laughs> um All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Movie Girls. Uh, You can also email us. uh, In case I did my math wrong, please email us because I would like to, yeah, I would like to, you know, have the right facts because my Google abilities are pretty abysmal. Is that the right word? Yeah. Abysmal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, in order to email us, you just uh, email us at themoviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. Um, all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash themoviegirls to sign up. What are we doing next week? Well, I'd say we are go- doing something lighter, but I don't think the topic is lighter, but we're going young adults. Yes. Um, we are doing- Lighter in the sense of the book is probably easier to read. <laughs> yes. Um, we are doing um, The Sun is Also a Star. Yes. Which we have done a couple of other books by this author, or at least one other. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicola Yoon, we did, um, I am blanking right now on her other book that we did. Uh, is Everything Everything? Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Everything Everything. Um, and... I think it's not the same actress, right? The same main character that plays uh, in the movie? No. No, it's not. Okay. Well, I don't think so. I don't know what comparison I was trying to make there, but we have done 
<laughs> We've done another book by this author. I'm excited to read it. Um, I have not read or seen this movie. Um, I don't know about you. Have you done either? I doubt you've read it. Mm, no, I have not read it. Um, and yeah, I don't have. I don't think I've seen the movie either. No, but I know the the guy who plays in it is um, in Riverdale. He's the one I thought was in The Hate You Give, but it's not. Oh, which is another one we've mm-hmm. also done. Yes, this guy. So. This guy is a different character in Riverdale. Oh, okay. Well, I've never watched Riverdale, so I can't confirm nor deny that um anyway thanks for listening and remember don't judge a book by its movie bye